I think this is a really good moment to insert this. Okay. We got a really, really funny email about International Guys Day. You guys are going to love this. The heading of this is Guy Fieri should be Grand Marshal of International Guys. <laughs> yeah. Guy Fieri should be Grand Marshal of International Guys I mean, Day. Here we go, dude. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right. Lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know. Where you came up with that idea? Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis Ellis, joined as ever by my intrepid explorer partner of a friend, Julio Gallarotti. <laughs> Good to have you home. Boots on the ground. America, baby. America, let's fucking go. That's Dude, it. you, my friend, have become the big traveler of the two. The guy's fucking turning over stones all over the city to try to find a yellow fever jab. That's it. That's it. <laughs> struggling, struggling. Got absolutely rat fucked by it. Um, let me tell you how frustrating yesterday was in terms of trying to get vaccinated for our upcoming honeymoon to Africa. Well, fortunately you're, you have time. I do, but I also don't. It would be nice to just get it out of the way. I don't have a lot of time and I don't have a lot of time in my day. So, so what is your full mandatory preparation? What stuff do you need to get that you don't already have? Was there stuff where you're like, do I have this? And then you're like, yes, I do. To be honest, I don't know if there is any medical history of Francis Ellis anywhere in the world. I've been trying to, I've been trying to track mine down recently. I too. don't know if there's if some doc the, the the last doctor who had my record of chickenpox vaccines or whatever if that guy just died and his whole place burned down. Right. Or right. he had it on some kind of hard drive next to, you know, insider trading <laughs> documents. So he told his secretary, smash it, smash it all. <laughs> right. As the FBI was raiding them. I don't know what it is, but I don't know what I've got. Your parents probably have your like childhood stuff. Maybe. Maybe they do. You know, point is, um, I went in, I had called my primary care physician, who, by the way, is barely my primary care physician. He's like your New York guy. Yeah, but I i mean, I haven't seen him since 2018. You don't go to get a physical? No, I'm pretty negligent about my regular checkups. I'm a, I'm a guy who goes to the doctor when things are really wrong. No, dude, you, I think you're arrogant about them. You're like, I'm in such good shape. I can't possibly need a physical. <laughs> that's, not, that's not really it. I mean, let's say that it's that probably to a lesser degree where it's, I don't have a lot of unhealthy habits and right. I eat pretty well. Right. You have so to I be fine. Kind of assume that things are probably in working order. I think that's reasonable. Well, that's hubris though. Perhaps, yeah. Cuz eating well, you can still get, you know, or maybe you have some sort of all uh, kinds of bad stuff even some if inherited traits. traits. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm sure you're fine. Well, I hit him up and frankly, I was surprised to find that he was still employed and still in medicine it's been that long and i wrote him a i wrote him a note on the uh the online health portal oh god is there anything can we please get like real app designers to design doctor's office portals please 
Like how pathetic those fucking things are. Pathetic. It's like a high school computer project. Yes, it's the it's the portal upon which you receive your SAT scores. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit, man. It's, it's so garbage, it's web dude. one. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> You're logging in through MS DOS. It's bad. So I went in there, I wrote him a letter, wrote him a note, bullshit. Told him I need to get a bunch of labs done and then also need to get vaccinations. And they referred me to their travel health subsidiary. Oh, fun. And said that they had a location in Union Square. So I wouldn't have to go all the way up to the Upper East Side to get these things. I said, I called them. I set up the appointment. And I specifically said, I was very specific. Very. In what I said, regard? do you have everything I'm going to need? I said, um, do I need to tell you where I'm going? Do we need to do some research? Do we need to figure this out? Do we need to order everything? I'm coming. I don't want to go somewhere else. And they said, we, the doctor determines that when you get here, we have everything. And they were a little annoyed yeah. that I had asked them. There's nothing worse than that when they end up being wrong. They shame you, and then you're afraid to ask questions, and then they end up being wrong. Yeah, they were like, they kind of said, like, cool your jets, Karen. Yeah, yeah. You know? We got it. You're going to be okay. We got a cooler in the back (laughs) filled with syringes for every country in the world. (laughs) Trust us. So sure enough, I go in, right? Not easy easy to find in this building. Third floor. Second floor, but (laughs) it was room 2HJ. And I was like, I'll I'll take two of those. (laughs) I'll take uh, two, please. Yeah. And which meant that it was some kind of combination of room 2H and room 2J. And I didn't know which one to go. Anyway, went by this guy playing the piano weirdly. It was very eerie and spooky. Classic. The most class. That's like the most classic New York going to find the subsidiary of your PCP experience. Yeah. Just to find out they don't take your insurance. And no one, no one actually does. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out no one takes your insurance. No one has taken insurance (laughs) period since 1985. (laughs) So, uh, I go in, I say, okay, yep. Great. Go, go to the back, get my vitals taken. And by the way, when I get my blood pressure taken now, I really want it to be good. And so I start breathing meditatively. I do that too. I do in through the nose, hold for four, out for the nose for the two minutes leading up. <laughs> and I kind of close my eyes and because I want it to be good. And I really think I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous that I'm in a doctor's appointment. I'm not nervous that, I, you know, that this woman's going to judge me if my blood pressure's high. And... In a way, having those thoughts probably makes it worse. I always think about this too, yeah. You know? I I tend to have good blood pressure, thankfully, knock on wood. Yeah. So she takes it, and I think she said it was like 216 over 80. It was really good. That's Well, 216 is extremely high. Then it can't be that. Maybe it was 160 over... Maybe it was like 126. She was pleased, which made me pleased. I nailed it. Passed with flying colors. Well done. She leaves, doctor comes in. This guy is old. He's older than time. He's old to the degree that he says, let's check it, let's look at your file. And he goes and sits at the computer and looks at it 
The bottom of the bifocals? Yeah. <laughs> Stares down the barrel of his glasses at a tilt at a preposterous angle. And then chicken pecks the keyboard mm. one finger searching for keys. Clearly not a typer. God forbid. God help the person that had to teach him how to text. Dude, that's so funny. I love that image. It's just fucking praying mantising the keyboard. Fucking yeah. Boom, boom, boom. So you, you, you have two <laughs> thoughts. Well, the first is, well, this is not confidence inspiring that, that someone with such a poor grasp on technology is about to determine which, <laughs> which zones I'm going to be in and, and where I'm going to need, what vaccines I'm going to need. But, but then he's referring to countries that don't even exist. Yeah. Uh, he, Rhodesia. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes. Well, uh, back when I was, I remember when that was part of the Ottoman Empire. It's like, really? Dr. Yankovic? Oh, Zaire. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So he, uh, he, but then on the other, other hand, you have some confidence because you're like, well, this guy's been doing this right. for so such a long time. He's still practicing. So he he asks me for my hist- my medical history and looks at some of my notes and you know typically I'm like why why do we even need to get into that you know I- I've had some orthopedic surgeries like does that have any bearing on on where we're going here do you really care good, about the elbow medicine, surgery that I had but for the first time ever it did matter oh. because as he was determining which anti-malaria pill to prescribe me he said that one had a certain side effect that affects people that had a history of of something that i had and he was like i don't want to cause that to flare up wow so i'm not going to give you that one and i was like unbelievable (laughs) for the first time ever my medical history was pertinent to the diagnosis. This guy's a second half player, dude. Yeah. He started slow. Oh, but he's he's headed south. <laughs> he's uh he's going, headed for a downfall. So um you know, he's taking forever and just it's moving so slowly. And I'm like, I have a li- really busy day. I yesterday. got shit to do, bro. You got a really busy day. <laughs> I got shit to do. He says we're gonna give you typhoid. Nice. We're going to give you Hep A, Hepatitis A, which we couldn't figure out if, if I had already. already or not. So it doesn't matter if you had. I you, asked that. Cool. And he said, no, it doesn't Pretty matter. Pretty sure I have it, but I also don't remember. If you get two, you should be set for life. Okay. I believe I have that. I need to check. Anyway. Um, hep A, typhoid. And, he, and then he said, and I'm looking at the region here for yellow fever, and I can't determine if we... Now, where exactly are you going? And by the way, let's back up a step. Step, old Julio Gallerati, <laughs> old, old Encyclopedia Brown over here, our our world traveler, our CDC expert, had told me with complete conviction, bro. You don't need the yellow fever vaccine. Okay. Can we also back up a second? No, you don't need it. To the point where Francis said, I need a yellow fever vaccine for Rwanda. He didn't. We weren't talking about Kenya. And it turns out you, in fact, do not need one for Rwanda. Am I correct about that? I think you don't need it for where we were going in Rwanda, but there are parts of Rwanda that you do need it for. If you're going to high elevation areas, which is where we are going with with the gorillas, 
you don't eat it because the mosquitoes aren't as they they don't carry it for some reason at higher elevations. Or maybe we the mosquitoes. Should, we, are we should check this. To my knowledge, yellow fever vaccine is not recommended for Rwanda. Whatever, but but fine. I was still under the impression that you were getting it because of Rwanda. We had not discussed Kenya yet, so I yeah. knew I knew that this was going to come up today. So. <laughs> Thank Generally you. not recommended. Now, for the record, people listening at home, if you are actually following our <laughs> podcast for vaccine advice, I would encourage you not to do yeah. so. We will clarify probably some of this with little f- facts with Ryan. Are they lying or will you be dying <laughs> later at the end of the podcast? Um, however, <laughs> something like it, it looks like 70% of the country of Kenya is in the yellow zone for yellow fever which means yeah you you should get it and yellow fever he listed the doctor listed the order of importance for the vaccines he said number one malaria but there's no vaccine there's no vaccine but you take the pills with uh, you start a day before you get there to the zone and then you take them for a week after you've left it Mm -hmm. um he said you gotta you gotta do malaria and then number two is yellow fever. And he said yellow fever has a mortality rate of 30 to 50%. That's crazy. 30 to 50%. So yeah, it's important. Yeah, it's important. Okay, but hold on. So I, so I had read, uh, and I'm not, this is not disagreeing with you. This is an additional fact that will hopefully make you feel better. But I had heard that 20 to 50% of people who have severe cases, it's unclear if everybody experienced, like, I don't know what the deal is with that, but whatever. You don't, you don't, if you get a severe case, you don't want a coin flip that you're going to die. I agree. That's yellow get, fever. Yes. But you, but, but agreed you should get it. I would, I would get it too. I'm not saying you shouldn't get it. Like, 20 to 50% of the time you die 30 to 50% of the time. Uh, no, I don't. I just made that up. No, no. I, I, I have no idea if that's, that's trying to play on that. Anchor no, 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 no. 20, 50, 30, 50, whatever I just said. I, just I mean, don't know the why same, you're not laughing. I mean the same thing as you. Oh, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I'm not familiar enough with the movie. Are you kidding? I'm serious. You're not familiar enough with Anchorman? No, I've only I've watched it like twice. They say 60% of the time it works every time. You've never heard that quote? No, I don't. I'm not. I, it doesn't resonate. I, it was a great movie. I love it. That's cool. That's cool of you. I might just be too old. No, you, that's no. cool that you are that that doesn't resonate. <laughs> that you. movie was beaten into our brains by the, <laughs> by like the cool kids first, and then the losers following on a wave that had already passed. <laughs> requoting, requoting. Even by the time that I got to college, which was a couple of years after it had, it had come out, maybe even. Maybe even four years after it had come out. Maybe even longer than four years after it had come out. 2004. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I got to college in 2000, I think, seven or eight. And it's like, people were still quoting it to death. And I was like, dude, move on. There have been, <laughs> we've had stepbrothers since then. We've had, you know, Old School, I think, came out after Anchorman. We've had so many other movies that you Step could Stepbrothers is post Certainly. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, when is Old School? Probably, t- oh, okay. Old School two thousand three, Step Brothers two thousand eight, there, there were plenty of great comedies that had usurped, or not usurped, but had had were were closer at the, to the front of the mind, and the and this national consciousness than Anchorman by that point. 
Right. And we were all done with quoting Anchorman. <laughs> and yet losers held to it because <laughs> they didn't know any better. They thought, this is my safe space. You can't go wrong with an Anchorman quote. <laughs> it smells like Bigfoot's dick. It's like even hearing that now, I cringe. You're right. It was a, it was a good movie for sure. Unbelievable movie. So funny. It just some people didn't know when to hang it up. <laughs> so. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. <laughs> okay, we are uh, yellow fever, right? The guy says, yeah, you got to do it. And he goes, unfortunately, there's a global shortage of the yellow fever vaccine. We don't have it here. I hate to say it. And I go, are you, I said this to a doctor. I go, are you serious? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I'm sorry. I go, your organization told me specifically that you had everything I would need and I don't have time to go somewhere else. And by the way, if I sound like an asshole for saying this, get this. <laughs> your insurance does not cover vaccines that you get for travel purposes. Novelty vax? Yeah. And in addition to the fees for the vaccines, which, you know, I think my typhoid was like, 130 and then my hep was like it ended up being about 500 dollars yesterday because there's an administration fee of the vaccines of 130 dollars and because i couldn't get them all done yesterday i now have to go to another clinic another tomorrow and pay another 130 dollar administration fee so let me ask you this so why I, i'm surprised hep a isn't covered Hepe might be. Okay. That might be the only one. They said that might be covered. That might be the only one that's covered by insurance. Got it. But all the rest, malaria, typhoid. By the way, they, they, have a, they do have a dengue vaccine. I've, I've had dengue before. You've had it? Yeah. Bad? Yeah, it was pretty bad. What is it? What are the symptoms? Uh, I'm not sure specifically, but I had like really high fever, like just like really pretty bad flu-like symptoms for like Damn. four days. Where'd you get it? Same bars. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Well, they have a vaccine, but they don't give it to travelers. They mm -hmm. only give it to children in areas where it's endemic. Got it. Yeah. Seemed a little unfair to me. So, so I so, have to trade some kid over there a pack of baseball cards with his dengue <laughs> vaccine. Dengue Max. Um, it's always but, but you. You bring up a good point, though, dude. Like the you'll see this like list that's like a lot of the time too comprehensive. And then you go to the doctor and you're like, all right, what's the deal? Which of these do I really need? Mm -hmm. And he'll be like, you don't need that one. You don't need that one. You do need that one type of thing. Yeah. So that's always an interesting thing to me to hear what the outcome of that conversation is. Um, he also, he said, I'm going to prescribe you, I think it was azithromycin uh, for... The Z-Pack? Yeah, for if you get traveler's diarrhea. Wow. And he said, you take one pill when, you, when the symptoms hit as well as an emodium, and you should be good by the next day. I'm writing that down right now. I've been searching for 
solutions to this. These are all, you know, sort Z- of just preventative ideas so that we don't ruin our honeymoon Z-pack by dumping water all over Imodium. each other from our butts. Z-Pack plus Imodium. I don't want to be leaking. I don't... <laughs> Leaky you know, boy. leaking. I don't want to. I don't want to have to. When we're trekking into the grills, I don't want to peel off behind a grove of bamboo trees to squat and squirt. You know. <laughs> um, I dude, feel like that's probably against the the guidelines. Dude, getting getting sick on vacation, especially something such a high stakes vacation like a honeymoon. Yeah, exactly. It just sucks. And like I've been asking around the past two weeks for recommendations for prevention. This is the best one I've ever heard. It sounds like someone else was like, if you just kind of take Pepto preventatively, that can help. Mm. But this sounds like a more yeah, f- like uh, intense and yeah, good plan. It did sound pretty good. So whatever he did, he did that. And I don't know, in a way, I guess I was glad to have, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like a lot of these other clinics that you go to, I don't know if they have doctors who would be doing that kind of stuff. I you know you can go to like these passport care? health oh right, right yeah primary care places and I'm going to some weird clinic tomorrow that specifically does travel vaccines I don't know if there's a doctor there can you let me know for yellow fever yeah um that's but cool. I'm gonna go get the yellow fever pay the additional I mean dude it's it's gonna be like I will have paid it like I think seven hundred dollars for all this shit Jesus it's fucking nuts dude but the, but you're like okay what's the alternative roll the dice on malaria on yellow fever are you out of your fucking mind no you have to do it you know yeah i could see you rolling the dice i mean i don't know dude they say east africa has a pretty like mild malaria compared to western africa is that right but like would i would you roll I, the I, dice I, on I, yellow if you were going to kenya would you roll the dice on yellow fever if if they were like where you're going has a shit ton of yellow fever no I don't know more than yeah. than they do. It's um it's carried by mosquitoes as well. All this stuff, all, this is, stuff is, all of it yeah. is carried by mosquitoes. Yeah. So like yeah, dude. I mean, even I have no problem doing overkill when it comes to this kind of shit because yeah. like might as well just be careful. Even if people are like, oh, Mister Malaria pills are like I took I took them. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. it's no big deal. No side effects. Yeah. He might told well me to them. take Malarin. He's giving us Malarin as his malaria medicine. It can cause a little bit of stomach pain, but I don't think. They say you have fucked up dreams, too. I don't know. That didn't happen to me. What? Hey, Oops listeners. Have you ever tasted a beverage so delicious that you thought God does exist? (laughs) That's how we feel every time we crack open a brand new, delicious, crisp, hangobi. Oh, my gosh. Cheers, my boy. It is the taste of religion. The little drink, dude, this little drink, when it was just a wee lad or lass, we were sort of nursing it and supporting it and loving it. And now look how, look, it's all grown up and in hundred stores. Hundred stores. Oh my golly. Oh, what a, what a, <laughs> what an exciting, incredible growth and development. I, I, I know I sound a little dazed right now. I, every time I sip this stuff, I just, you need to pound it, dude. I love it so much. Um, mm. The hangover, the wake, that's what we're drinking. We love the wake, obviously. Got a little lemon, a little cayenne, some blood orange. My favorite flavor. Is it? Yeah, I would say so. The calm is apparently getting back in stock, uh, according to some of the recent posts that I've seen. Um, the essential is also delicious. Nice. Um, but yeah, the wake, it's the wake for me, and I can 
started drinking at any point during the day, depending on what my needs are. If I'm like tired, it tends to wake me up. If I'm uh, feel like I need to wind down, somehow it's relaxing. Uh, that may not be the effect for you or the intended effect, uh, but it's a healthy drink and it's delicious. It's lemon, cayenne, blood orange, L-theanine, has filled with adaptogens, amino acids, antioxidants, B vitamins. It's light, lightly carbonated and plant-based, and we recommend drinking it over a nice fat ice cube. Uh, has a lovely yeah. pink tint to it's it. It's got as well. a little caffeine to it too. Not not much. It's from green tea, so you know it's that it's like the healthy amount uh, of of caffeine. So it is a great drink to have in the afternoon, just as you're you're about to start crashing from that ridiculous meal you probably ate at lunch. You glutton, <laughs> you, you dog, glutton, you dirty dog. Um, and we love it. So guys, trust us. Get some hangobies. Get a couple cases. Keep an eye out for it in New York City and elsewhere. Uh, go to hangobi.com. Promo code oops, I'm hung. 30% off. Oh my God, what a discount. It's a big boy. Yeah. Uh, you'll see that case come and you'll get all excited. Mm-hmm. I know I do when it happens. Hangobi.com. Promo code oops, I'm hung. 30% off. Speaking of fucked up dreams, I had a dream that Francis met the gorillas and began to Francis. And what that means is when Francis meets a new group, he tries to present a relatable anecdote to the group. Do I? you seen me do this? You do this, yeah. Come on. You've described yourself doing it, and I've also seen you do it. Uh, and I've no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just something that you have noticed. I don't, I don't know this. I don't so know you'll this be like, myself. hey, guys, you know, I remember, you know, I'm Francis. Oh, I, I did that with Nate Diaz. I did that with Nate Diaz. Yeah, you I know, did. I remember. Why don't we arm wrestle? I know you're gonna win, but it will be fun. I I happen to be my final club arm wrestling champion. Uh-huh. Funny story. Uh-huh. Back in 2006, it was me versus Maximilian von Bertrand the Third. Theodore Cumberbatch. <laughs> he had a big bicep, but he couldn't take me down. But I just figured, you know, a gorilla of your size. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, man. If I could arm wrestle the gorillas, oh, I'd like that. I'd like that. All right, so uh, went through this, did all this, and you know, I'm still, I still have to go get the yellow fever tomorrow, which really sucks, but it is what it is. So I'm gonna do it, just accept it, bro. It's a, you know, there's, you know, you can, you can do this in a way that will make you less annoyed about it. Is there any route before we get into that? Is there any route for me to call the hospital and and the company, you know, my primary care people? Who just had their information wrong and therefore are costing me an additional $130 and just say, you guys fucked this up. You led me down the wrong path. I do not want to pay this. I don't think so. Because still it was up to you to sort of like ask the questions. And even though you were misled. But that would have required me after I learned it in the doctor's office being like, all right, fuck that. I'm leaving right now. Don't give me anything. Listen, I know you were you were put in a bad position. The same, I would have had the exact same outcome as you for sure. Most people would have. I mean, I don't know. It's a tough one. So you take you do take the ones you get there, and then you just go back and find the yellow fever. That's I probably wouldn't have thought to be like, ooh, I'd like to avoid this administration because I've never encountered that before. Yeah, I wouldn't know exactly. Exactly, everyone's making that. I think everyone's making. Which is the shitty thing about these kind of situations. You typically don't find yourself in them that many times, so then you learn what to do, and that knowledge becomes sort of not. Well, exactly, And, and in a way, there was a silver lining where I could then tell Sierra, who hadn't done it yet, 
don't go to this place. Go to a place that has all of them. Make sure beforehand, and uh, you know that's that's what you need to do. So I saved her the mistake that I had made. So there's exciting news about the honeymoon. You, yeah, you have made what I believe is a very strong play. We made a pretty pretty exciting play. And I wonder, have you yet looked into? Had that already bit happened before the vaccine search began, or have you looked into what you might need for that? For no, the- we did. We did. Fortunately, we did know that that was a possibility. So I told the doctor these are the countries we're going to. Gotcha. So, you know, when we were originally planning our our honeymoon, um, we we wanted we were thinking it'd be cool to do some safari and also sort of like a romantic chill beachy holiday combo which a lot of people do because there's some amazing islands off the coast of africa some amazing beaches some really luxurious tropical kind of beach type things everyone knows about the seychelles um there's also you know zanzibar madagascar uh and mozambique and we were kind of looking originally to try to add the Seychelles or start in the Seychelles and then come back and do the safari. But it was just so much more expensive that we didn't think we could do it. We just were like, God, you know, it's going to add another fucking whatever, 10,000. I don't even know how yeah, much yeah. more. More flights, more all this. It's just a lot. So they you know have, Don't they have like a, there's like a Ritz there that's its own island. Right. Dude, the Seychelles are really sick. Yeah. The Ritz, there's there are two Ritzes in the Seychelles. One is on the main island, and then there's another one that's on a, another island that you have to take another small flight yeah. to. Yeah. Sick. But that one looks even better. But there's actually there's actually two uh, resorts in the Seychelles that I think I would have wanted to stay at ahead of either of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one is called like and beyond. And then there's another one that I, I can't remember exactly, but there's one that has like its own, it's is on its own island and is truly, that's sick. the only place on the island. Very You're sick. very sick. Like Prince Harry and Meghan, not Meghan Markle, Prince William and Kate went there mm. for their honeymoon famously. And I think George Clooney and his wife did too. I don't know. Love it. So um, we had looked at that, but you know, I, I, I've since learned that the Seychelles are very, they're very kind of international honeymoon traveler, westernized. There's, there's no hint of African culture, you know, any of that stuff, which besides the big turtles. Yeah. The big boys. There's stuff like that to see. Absolutely. But I don't know, you know. No, but I hear you. I hear you. It's not like uh quote original yeah, i would they, argue it's still very difficult to get to and i'm sure it'll be cool but like i like your i like but dude, think of made. think of this they have direct flights from like abu dhabi qatar uh two seychelles yeah and, and even just knowing that makes you think like oh mm. this is courting a jet setting wealthy elite mm-hmm uh and do i want to be rubbing shoulders with those people in the Fucking infinity Russians. pool yeah, Russians, yeah. of course, exactly, all that stuff. Originally, we had said we can't do it, but, you know, some new opportunities rose. A new a new <laughs> chapter presented itself with uh, 
and and we just said okay if that's gonna start um we might as well you know really live it up a little bit and uh we we've decided to add four nights in mozambique i love it bro mozambique i love it which is kind of southeast africa um it's right near madagascar which is you know big island country off the coast yeah um across the way yeah and it's it's relatively easy to get to mozambique from johannesburg importantly and so now what we're doing originally we were going to fly uh we were going to fly to kenya from boston do our four nights in kenya on safari and then go back to kenya main airport in nairobi fly over to kigali in rwanda then drive into the gorillas uh for for three or four nights then come back to kigali fly back to nairobi fly back home to america and now we're doing the same thing except from when we're done with the gorillas we're going back to kigali in rwanda flying down to johannesburg spending a night in an airport hotel waking up the next morning flying to vilanculos in mozambique and then taking a little tiny helicopter ride Over wow. to the island of Benguera or Benguera. I haven't even heard it said yet. Sick. Um, and we're going to stay at a really sick looking spot. <clears throat> Dude, that's fucking sick. Out on that island. And uh, it, and then we are going to fly back. And we are going to... One thing that's a huge advantage to all of this is that there is a direct flight home from Johannesburg. Oh, nice. So you just drive? To Newark. No, we we're gonna take fly we fly back to the mainland, fly down to Johannesburg, and then fly home from Johannesburg to Newark. Same it's a airport, fifteen fifteen hour flight. Yeah, Whereas, same, same airport from Mo, Mo, Mozambique to Johannesburg. Yeah, but that's just like an hour and twenty minute flight. Yeah, yeah. But like instead of having to go when we were flying back through Kenya, we were gonna go Kenya to Amsterdam layover, right, yeah. Amsterdam to. Oh, well, that's York. nice. You have the direct. The direct and. We got pretty good. We we bumped up for we sprung for business class. Ooh. Pelican bed. That's what we like to call it. Wow. Our we call wow. them pelican beds. Wow. Because uh, it was wow. not for somehow that flight. Because I think because it's direct was like a lot cheaper. Because we were we had nice premium economy seats. Um, there what and back. United. Nice. Bro, nice. and not for nothing. Um, EWR. Hmm? New York. Yeah. Not for nothing. There. <laughs> I had the option to, since we're since we're gonna, we know we're not gonna take the leg home, the return leg home of our round trip Delta flight, which we had originally booked. Right, we're going Boston to Kenya, and then we're going Kenya to New York. But it was a multi-city round trip, one ticket on Delta. Gotcha. Originally, gotcha, 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 gotcha. And so we know we're not taking the return leg. Mm-hmm. So one option was to just throw the whole ticket away. And then rebook a different flight over and get all that flight credit back on Delta, which I would use. Sick. Or take the first leg over and then while we're over there, call Delta and be like, hey, sorry. We have yellow fever. Our, our, yeah. <laughs> our plans have changed. <laughs> we may not make it. We're not going to come home on that return flight and then get that, just that leg's flight nice, credit. Nice, nice, nice. And in thinking about all of this, I found a a business class flight on Qatar Airways. Oh man. And I looked up 
the review the of their business class, business class planet, right? seats. It's called Q Suites on Qatar Airways. Bro? Sick, huh? Oh, my God. I think it's the ranked number it's one. It's number one. Yeah. They have the number one. They have the number one business yeah. class. That's sick, too. You have a full-blown like wall that goes up. And if you get the middle seats showers, together, right? which you can get, I don't know about, they might have showers. I think they do. If you get the middle seats together, your beds are like together and you can sleep with your significant other. Wow. Like c- cuddling, basically. Your two beds like full. You guys can together. consummate the marriage. Well. My high club, bro. It could be. Dude, could be. The, yeah, the business class on Qatar and like some like those kind of airlines, like I've flown on those airplanes, but like you don't even get to see them when you sit in Yeah, coach. yeah. You actually, there's like multiple ways to enter the plane. Yeah. That's so, wait, but so. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing, doing it because it, it would have, that would have been way more expensive. Right. United, I'm sure the United stuff will be great too. Uh, the United's going to be really nice. We, we are just going to keep our regular premium economy seats over on Delta, which, which will be fine. We're going to be fine. God almighty. Once we were like, let's spring for four more days of beach. I'm like, should we fucking try to get the Qatar Airways flight too? Well, like, are, we it, just, are we just going for, have the floodgates open? This is my problem with spending is that once I break the seal, I'm, I have no, I have no governor. The wound is opened and I'm like, let it, let it bleed. Hello, governor. Let it bleed. Dude. No, it's like road trip syndrome. Like when you're on a road trip and you start driving, you start hitting those big, those big five, 600 mile legs, mm-hmm. suddenly a 600 mile detour feels like nothing, which is wrong. You're incorrect to think that. And it's the same. This is the same as the spending. That is not at all where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say on road trips, it's like when you stop at a truck stop <laughs> you buy all and the you're candy. like, well, I need some energy to, to go to keep driving. So you're like, well, let's get some Pringles. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to need some treat. I mean, I'm driving. So Snickers I don't ice cream bar. How about some Sour Patch watermelons? Yeah. And then something cold <laughs> to cool it off. And all of a sudden you're walking back to your car. With like seven things in your arms. <laughs> that's what happens to me. Dude, that's so funny. Guys, big news. Um, I know many of you may have noticed when you went on the Rule of Threads website that a lot of the stuff sold out. That is primarily because of all of you. So thank you guys for buying all that stuff, hammering at home. Hell yeah. But very, very exciting. Tomorrow, August 24th, big drop. New styles of t-shirts. They have like a big tee that is really, really sick. Hoodies. Um, there's going to be matching pants for that eventually, uh, all stocked up, all new shit. So if you're looking for some dope fall gear, some gear in general, uh, hit it now for your honeymoon. I'm assuming you're going to be bringing a lot of rule of threads with you. I don't know what else I would bring. (laughs) It's a perfect, uh, for the three sort of different, it's almost like a, your honeymoon's an obstacle course. There's three unique challenges. First, there's sort of the flat, uh, you know, grasslands. Where there will be animals, presumably roaming, mm-hmm. followed by a steep descent into the wet forests of Virunga, mm-hmm. where you will spend time with the silverback gorilla and mm-hmm. his and his cronies, followed by a relaxing, uh, chill sesh on the beach. All moments completely appropriate to look nice in your Rule of Threads t-shirts. Yeah, you, you said it, you bang on, you know, because at <laughs> each one of these places, even though there's so much adventure and different things happening, we're still going to be having nice dinners at night. Oh, yeah. You know, so I'm going to want to look nice, and there's no better way to do that than by wearing some of the clean 
premium menswear basics that we love and know so well from Rule of Threads. Totally. And the thing about the Rule of Threads tee that really is, is nice is that it makes a man look like a man. And after spending all this time in nature and seeing all this alpha dogging and having to bow to the silverback gorilla out of respect, which I've heard is something they make you do, you want to make sure that you can still have your manly posture at that dinner that night and your Rule of Threads will make it so that your fiance and then wife, that's crazy, mm. will still respect you as the man that you are. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> the polos are going to be great for the dinners too. Oh, I, really, yeah. I really like the polos. Guys, you can get some incredible menswear basics at ruleofthreads.com. Use promo code OOPS and you will get 15%, 15% off your order. That's ruleofthreads.com. Promo code OOPS, 15% off. Don't wait to look good. Shout out to Heather, by the way, whose Pilates class I took mm. and was telling me that her husband loves strawberry Nesquik as well. Oh, my God. (laughs) Old old Johnny boy. I love John. John, have you met him? No, I don't think so. Man, he is a top guy. He's a a ringer. He's a world-class human. Dude. Both of them are. Really quickly. And yeah, she's amazing. So cool. I think this is a really good moment to insert this. Okay. We got a really, really funny email about International Guys Day, since Johnny is clearly a candidate. Yeah, he certainly is. Yeah. Um, you're, you guys are going to love this. The The heading of this is Guy Fieri should be Grand Marshal of International Guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guy Fieri should be Grand Marshal of International Guys I mean, Day. Here we go, dude. Then it would almost be an eponymous holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Eponymous. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Nice with the Francis vocab getting slid in when you at least expect. How about that? Um, okay. So this is what he says. Guards, got cards on the table. I'm recycling some of this uh, from a job application where I had to type out a one-minute TED Talk on an obscure subject. But the fact remains that Guy Fieri, a literal guy guy, to your point, yeah. uh, should be the guest of honor uh, for the inaugural International Guys Day celebration. Guy Fieri, pronounced Fieti, <laughs> is a man who does it all. Guy Fieri raised millions of dollars for displaced restaurant workers in the wake of COVID-19. Guy Fieri jumps at every chance to put his friends in the spotlight. A true guy move. Mm-hmm. In between opening restaurants, running a winery, producing and starring in several TV shows, Raising money for others and supporting local businesses, Guy Fieri personally cooks for hundreds of firefighters during California's wildfire season. He's even a strong ally of the LGBTQ plus community, mm. having once a having once or I don't think he meant to say having once, but having officiated over one hundred or more same sex marriages at at the same time. Oh, okay, so that's why having once officiated over 100 plus same-sex marriages at the same time wow in florida nonetheless that sounds how is that even possible <laughs> i don't know and why would a hundred gay couples get married at the same want time to be in part of such a mass wedding <laughs> I don't know, am i not the only one that finds that by G- guy fieri yeah, i tell you what it's impressive if I'm a gay man, I'm not sure that I want, like, hey, let's do the thing that 99 other gay couples are doing with Guy Fieri. Is he like an icon of the gay community? News to me. I wouldn't have known. On top of that, he's completely comfortable in his own skin. Blonde spiked hair, one dude that could pull it off, and his name is Guy. Oversized dicky shorts and self-promoting t-shirts, brand recognition, baby. Nepotism is frowned upon these days? Fuck that. Throw Hunter a few episodes of Triple G. <laughs> guy embodies the integral qualities we all seek in a true guy 
generosity, camaraderie, and self-awareness. In a country obsessed with divisiveness, Guy Fieri is a beacon of human goodness. Guy is the guy we need. Plus, he has the hill dog stamp of approval. Wow. <laughs> Thank good, you for reading my good. nomination. Yeah, pretty good hype, man. That's pretty fucking Great good. Great email there. That's pretty fucking good. All right, we'll have to reach out to Guy <laughs> and see if he'll be the Archduke <laughs> of International Guys Day. We'll make that happen. We are going to make that oh, happen boy. without a doubt. Oh, boy. We'll have okay. to figure out what it means, but... <laughs> Back to spending a lot of money. <laughs> So, okay, so, but dude, whatever, man. It's your honeymoon. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, but, you know, y- you do reach a point where you were like, you're like, nothing matters anymore. And then you take a step back and you say, well, that would still just be another, like, couple thousand dollars mm-hmm. that we just, for what? You for know, memorable life experiences, bro. Joy. Yeah. You know, I. And by the way, someone once messaged me and said that the podcast had ceased to be relatable. Really? Due to the fact that uh, we often talk about sort of luxurious experiences we've had, credit card stuff, whatever it is. And to that person, I would say, um, I'm sorry. That's It's not really our goal to be, you know relatable to each and every single person because every person that listens to this podcast is unique. And so we hope that you'll be able to find something that we say that is reminds you of yourself or applies to some issue you've had in your own life. But if we say things that are, you know, you find uh, not very in good taste or somehow something you can't relate to or like, God, why are they complaining about that? Yeah, sorry that you're not an irresponsible spender like us. Yeah, this is just who we are, (laughs) and it's not for everyone, and, you know, hit that old fast-forward button. Sorry that you don't spend all of your money all the time like we do. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Sorry that you're responsible. Sorry that you're not willing to, you know, think that credit card miles are worth more than the actual money you have. Um, Oh, dude, it's your fucking honeymoon, man. You're supposed to go big. Yes, and so have I told you about this theory I have? No. You have not. Okay. I'm excited so to hear what I have this that. theory that I think I think I have said this to you where somehow knowing that you've spent the most that you can on something makes you enjoy it more. Hmm. I don't know about that. It's theory. not true. I say it tongue in cheek. Okay. I know it's bullshit because I get a lot of joy from finding a, a deal. A deal. Right, right, right. Um, but in the events in life where you have spent the most on something, Mm -hmm. there is that element of, as you're experiencing it, you know, there's nothing more. Right, right. There's nothing more that I could have done to enrich or to richen this experience. Right, right. I paid the the most. Right. So... Pay the cost to be the boss. That's it. Put on my Lubitons playing golf. Yeah. So like the what, only what song, Chris, what song? <laughs> the only piece of our honeymoon right now that is in any way less than the most elite like luxurious version is the flight over to Africa. Oh right, because it's uh, not just like normal, right? It's economy. yeah, it's premium economy. It'd, it'd be fine. You have a little foot rest. Premium economy is good. It's solid. You know, the seat seat's going to recline a little, a yeah. little more than a regular coach seat. Mm-hmm. Decent legroom, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, dude. So it's funny. My pleasure about the spending the most money thing comes from a lot of the time it'll be something that I would hope I would have hoped that I could someday do. And I never really thought about the practical side of that. Like, oh, you'll have to pay for that. I would just be like, well, I want to do that one day. And then sitting there and, and then you would paying, do it that day. No, no, no. But like there would be times where I would I was really into yoga at one point in a past life. And uh, <laughs> I would I would every weekend uh, I would go on my computer for hours and I would search for yoga retreats uh, that I could afford. And I would go in this wormhole for hours. I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll go here. Maybe I'll go here. Maybe I'll go here. And then I look at the flights and what would happen at the end of every single one of those sessions is that I couldn't afford to do it no matter where I wanted to go. And then it was just like really sad. And I was like, one day I'll do that. And then, you know, I've, I've since sort of fallen out of love with yoga. Uh, so I never was able to actually, Isn't but that something? The, the point being, uh, you know, that's just a good example of something that I like could not make happen that I could probably make happen now. And there are other versions of that where I'll be sitting there clicking the button to buy it and be like, that's really a nice feeling that I can just do that now. Totally. And it's not, and it's not even like a big deal. Totally. You know what I mean? I mean, I think there's two lessons there. The first is that if anyone can actually have the willpower to wait on a burning desire to do something, you may find that within a couple weeks or months or years, you don't have any interest in doing that thing anymore. That's true. And you don't feel FOMO from having not done it. Mm -hmm. You know? Are yeah. you, do you look back and say, God, I wish I had done more of those yoga retreats back when I really cared about yoga. So I think that if I were to just like lose 20 pounds or something, then maybe I would get back into yoga. I'm just like too fat to be good at it, essentially. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I'll just get, I'll just get hurt. What? I just don't have room to do it. There's no room for the moves. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like, like my like body weight uh, and my ability to do yoga are just completely directly related okay. in this way that has nothing to do with anything else. Like assume I live my life the way that I do it. I'm fairly active as far as bouncing around and doing whatever. Um, if I were to be X, Y, Z weight, I can do yoga. But if I exceed that, I cannot. Couldn't you do it just trying a little less hard? Yes, but it won't be worth it. It'll hurt a lot. Like the next day, like my meniscus. Yeah, but that's how you it. get into it. Right? I know, you gotta... but, but it can be sort of like if you're not really careful and like really trying so hard to make adjustments in a big class of people, it can become a thing that's like degenerative. It can. Oh. I've like fucked my body up before doing it. Fair I enough. tore my meniscus doing it, doing hot yoga. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was all about injury prevention. I, I know. I've always looked at yoga as like the most healthy thing. Totally. So for me personally, I'm not in good enough shape to do it. So if one day I were to be, which to be honest may never happen and I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. Uh, and then I'd probably pick it up again. Got it. Uh, Got it. So no, I'm not bummed out at all, but yoga was nice. And well, fair enough. I mean, yeah, well, I can't remember the second thing you said, but I think it, it, you know, it is definitely nice to be able to pick and choose with, with freedom right now sort of the luxuries that we allow ourselves and even yeah a hundred percent or just any sort of like desire you're like wow i hope i can do that i don't know how on earth that would be possible but i hope i can be, do that one day mm -hmm. cut to you sitting on your computer planning whatever that thing might be that's a really nice moment in, a, mm -hmm. in life mm -hmm. that shouldn't be uh overlooked yeah so anyway you go have fun on your honeymoon big we're shot. gonna have a great time i don't think it's necessary to 
throw the flight away and and take the Q suite. But God, it would be nice. And th- there's another benefit to it. I hear, I hear the Let thought. Me, can I tell you, you? Can I tell you the other benefit of the, not switching to Q suite? Our current flight over there has a one hour layover in Paris. Oh yeah, stress. That's a terrible airport for that short layover too. Dude, one hour. All people are talking about right now is how much of a nightmare travel is. So Charles de Gaulle is, is, I've missed flights there. It's like the easiest place to miss a flight maybe on the planet. <laughs> so you're saying no, he's, I not, gotta, he's not doing it. No, we are. Oh, sorry. That's what our flight is. <laughs> We're going from Boston to Charles de Gaulle. And then we have a one-hour layover, and then we got to get on a flight, imme- flight immediately over to, to Kenya, to Nairobi. And if we miss our a connection, day. our whole f- fucking honeymoon is, is fucked. Our, okay, the yeah. whole first leg of it, which is four days of safari in the Maasai Mara in Kenya. Because we have a, like a... There isn't a flight from Paris to Kenya until the next day. Mm. Because I know we had talked about that. We need to get there so that we can take one of those, these tiny little, tiny four-person prop planes out into the bush. Which, by the way, do not allow you to have hard suitcases. Interesting. So we can only pack in soft duffel bags, which won't be that much of a problem for me. But poor Sierra, man. One she's, of the most unexpected things about Francis. It's gonna be a. This is gonna have a tough time with that. The way Francis travels, I'll never forget you showing up to Logan, or not to Logan, to our flight to Boston, just with an open duffel bag, like that couldn't have possibly had more than three items in it total. Yeah. For two nights, I was I was actually really impressed. I by take that. great pride in, in packing, packing light. extremely lightly. Um. So yeah, and it's because by the way, they need to be able to shove your bag in the tiny compartment on those little planes. Makes sense. And they can't mold it. You have a very little space, so it has to be soft. Makes sense. So guys, I don't know if you know this, Francis and I are competing on who can take the most flight segments in the year 2022. Uh, <laughs> it's a thing that I brought up once and Francis looked at me like I was insane. He was correct to do that, but he's since warmed to the idea. Yeah. Uh, Challenge accepted. I'll tell you what, uh, you may or may not get bonus points for wearing bird dogs on each leg. Bingo. (laughs) If you're not wearing bird dogs in an airplane, what's the point of even flying? (laughs) That's a good point. Oh my golly. Point. Yeah. Their, their, their pants with the built in underwear liner are the perfect pant for flying in, in style, in comfort because it's comfortable, but you're also not looking like a doofus. Who's you know you're gonna get treated well by the the hostesses and the stewards and all that, so you know you want to look good when you fly, but you also want to be comfortable. The answer to all of that is bird dogs. Because you know what happens to me too, dude. When I'm wearing separate underwear and pant le- shorts, whatever, and I'm sitting in that chair, it starts to really get. They start to to disagree. Yeah, they stick. They, they stick. One to goes you. one way, one goes the other, and before I know it, for some reason, I have an erection. Oh my god! And it's, and it's really, and it's you re- dirty boy. And it's really unpleasant. I'm not even horny. I don't know why it's happening. There's something going on in my pants where my my member has decided, guys, pipe down. And in order to do that, he must grow to his largest form. But it's just uncomfortable, dude. I don't need that for no reason. That's why bird dogs are the best. They sure uh, are. They won't give you a boner. 
Uh, <laughs> go to birddogs.com, use promo code oopsie, O-O-P-S-I-E, and you're going to get a dad hat, we, we believe, <laughs> with your order. That's birddogs.com, promo code oopsie, O-O-P-S-I-E. Get some bird dogs today. So anyway, that short layover in Paris is <laughs> troubling. Yeah. But also, it's like an eight-hour flight to Paris and then an eight-hour flight to Kenya. The Qatar route, you go Boston to Doha to mm-hmm. Qatar. Which is 13. Like 14. Mm. And then there's like an hour and a half layover. And then we would have a five-hour flight to Kenya. It's nice, dude. And for that Doha flight, I, did, I took uh, Qatar when I flew to Iraq. And they escort you from they escort you to your connection, bro. They hold the plane for you and escort you to your connection. a fifteen hour flight on in a Q suite because they then you get to sleep for like eight of it, and then you get to enjoy it for seven. Yeah, that yes, dude. That's like that's like when you take a nap with Link in Zelda, and he wakes up with more hearts. You'll wake up with more energy. We we I think because you you know. You should do it. Those <laughs> those flights to Europe that if you take business class, they're they're great because you sleep. But if it's really nice, like when we went to uh, Lake Como last year, we flew on Emirates, and our flight was late. It was like eleven p.m. Mm-hmm. and we we you know we we had a drink, but I, you don't want to eat dinner, and the food is amazing. I know the food's amazing. And the cocktails and the wine, it's all amazing. Yeah. And you don't really want to like boot. You just want to sleep. You just be like, the whole point of this was to get sleep. And you wake up and you're like, here, they're giving you breakfast and then you're there. And you don't really get to enjoy it. There's mm-hmm. no movie watching. There's yeah. no elegance. There's no exploring. I don't, it's possible that the Qatar flight has one of those bars on the plane. Oh, wow. Like that you can go bar. sit in. Yeah. I've never seen one with my eyes, with my naked eye. Can you imagine, dude? Listen, man, like you could chalk it up to just making sure you make it. And plus, dude, well, the one good thing for you is that I'm assuming you guys can carry on what you're bringing if it's a duffel bag, right? We are definitely carrying everything on. Great. So that's nice. You won't lose your bag. Um, yeah. And fuck dude it's a tough one the tricky one it's a tough call it's it's if i hadn't watched the stupid review on youtube of the q suite i would have no problem saying no to this fundamentally from a price point it does not make sense but i'm sure there are other options too right uh not not those are the best ones then then it starts then it starts getting the q suite one was like expensive but it wasn't it wasn't so far beyond our delta thing it wasn't so far beyond that then once you start going there there's like an american airlines option that is like truly preposterous like three connections dude even even the flight we were on through paris on delta to go to business class from premium economy jacked it to a point where it was totally out of reach yeah yeah just totally out of reach hate to see it and I asked if we could upgrade using Delta Miles, and they were like, no, you can't upgrade using Miles for this flight. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know, so it's one hour, or is it like one hour and change? One hour on the dot. I called Delta. I said, is this doable? And they go, well, technically, that does fulfill the minimum amount of time that we allot 
for people to make their connections. Then I did the research where I, I checked the flight number for the flight that lands that we're on, you know, and then the one that leaves. And over the past couple of weeks or whatever, they land within the same terminal and even oh, the same wing of the same terminal. You hope that that doesn't change. So my hope, yeah, but dude, if, if, if we're delayed 45 minutes on our flight out of Boston, it's over. Sometimes they account for a little this and that. They'll wait for you? No, but like they'll they'll bake in a little extra time for taxiing. And so, so if you're like 45 minutes behind, you might still land they earlier. catch up somehow? Yeah, it's possible. Especially, I don't the know. The flight over is shorter. Yeah. Yeah, if there's a strong tailwind. A little current. Yeah. <laughs> this, by the way, isn't that a phenomenon that kind of blows your mind? Yeah. It, 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 that is a phenomenon that blows my mind in that Air travel has come so far, right? And, you you know, the fact that we have these insane jets that have bars on them and beds and are super powerful and can, you know, seat fucking 400 people or whatever. And yet they haven't figured out a way to efficiently make it so that they could burn more fuel or fly faster on the way home to make the flight there and the flight home the same amount of time. Right, right. They're like, you're just going to have to accept that it's going to take us an hour and a half longer to get get you home. That's the thing that blows my mind. That's nuts. How big the discrepancy in the time It's is. huge. Yeah, it's really crazy. Swimming upstream, baby. Have you seen that they are building a new plane? No. That will... What is it? It's a... It's. I think it's, it's another... It's like today's modern version of the Concorde. Oh wow! And it, I think it'll fly at Mach, whatever, faster Mach couple or two or three. I don't know. They stopped using the Concorde. They right? did. Why? Because um, I think there was an accident, mm. and then I think it just wasn't. You couldn't charge enough to make up for how much the fuel was. Got it. Was cost. Got it. Costing. It wasn't like making sense financially Got for it. them to have to sell those flights my parents took it once wow as a gift wow as a gift they were given the tickets where did as it a go flight. uh i think they flew over to london and then went on to jordan Dang. but i don't know that they took the con i i think they flew to london or paris from new york on the concord and it was it's like it was like three and a half hours what dude it flies at fat it flies fast in the speed of sound what? The Concorde broke the speed of sound. Jesus, dude. This was in the friggin' like 80s, too. It's crazy. Thing Can't rips. wait for the facts from Ryan at yeah, the end of the episode. So, yeah, speaking of which, we, we probably are in a good spot now to do that. Wow. Yeah. T- today's episode really flew by. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Dare I say. Hey. Dare I say. <laughs> All right, Ryan, fire us up with some facts from Ryan. Okay. <laughs> so um back where we began physicals uh it's suggested to get your annual physical once a year it makes sense annual <laughs> physical health insurance like the was guy rolled out in 1929 <laughs> what'd you say <laughs> health insurance was rolled out in 1929 interesting uh dengue uh the symptoms of this fever are the following nausea vomiting rash aches and pains especially eye pain and internal bleeding. 
Jesus. Oh, good. Uh, I don't think I had that. Anyway. North Island is the yeah. uh, resort, like one you were referring to, where Clooney North went. North Island? North Island. Um, Qatar Airways Business Class. I caught a piece of their, their dining descriptions mm. just to share with you. They Yeah, please. They discuss, they, they say it like this. Freshly baked bread, appetizing soups, culinary delights, delectable appetizers, and a vegan option designed with sustainability and taste at its heart. Wow. Wow. Really quick pause for that. a second. Uh, dude, th- th- here's something sick. It's a dine on demand. Wow. So you just. You can have anything you want from the menu at any point on the flight. So Jesus. if you want to sleep to start, wake up later, have dinner, anything you want at any time, they will make it for you. That's sick. They make you a bed. They turn, they, they give you like a mattress over your fly flat seat. Bro. What, if you were to do it, would you use a Qatar like number or would you use a partner? And would it be, I think American and JetBlue are both partners. Would you plug in one of those? It's a great question. And you are absolutely correct. It's JetBlue as a partner, and then I think American is as well. Um, but the rates through American and JetBlue were higher than the rates through Qatar. No, I know, but if you book it on Qatar, you can still plug in your partner number. Then I would use I would use uh, my American. Okay. Almost certainly. Okay, excellent. Um, Ryan, sorry, continue. And then lastly, the Guy Fieri uh, 101 people getting married situation. That was pretty interesting. So in February 2015, uh, that's when it happened. It was not long after his sister lost her battle with cancer. He was very close with her. And uh, in honor of her, she was a lesbian. Uh, He officiated 101 gay weddings in Miami Beach at the same time. And the reason why they went with 101... uh, she loved Dalmatians. Because it drew parallels between uh, Corella Deville from 101 uh, Dalmatians, what? literally, and Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi, who famously opposed gay marriage. Ah. So, pretty interesting story Wait, there. Pam Bondi was supposed to be the Corella Deville or something. Those are the parallels that they drew amongst. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And that's why very, they did it. Very strange. Very clever. So it was like an, an activist dots. group wedding. Yeah. Very cool. Guy, you're a fucking guy. Hey. Guy, if you're listening to this, we would be honored to have you at International Guys Day, <laughs> which we are gonna, we are still building. By the way, yeah, anybody who's hearing us say that, don't worry, we are nowhere near planning International Guys Day yet. We would like to do it someday. Yeah, we'd like to do it. Pipe dream for now, but I've heard people message throwing their hats in the ring. No need for hat throwing yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, we will sound the alarm when the, the time is ready. That's right. <laughs> IGD. All right, what's up, bro? What do you got coming up? Let's see. I have, well, obviously, honeymoon, wedding, all that stuff, pretty big. Um, But then uh, I'm going to be in Greenville and Charlotte, North Carolina. That's September 29th, 30th, 31st. Um, The Comedy Zone. Get get tickets for that at FrancisEllis.com. You'll see it. Awesome. I'm in... uh... September, October, November, in this order. New York in September is going to be a big show. It's going to be a lot of fun. More details to come. And then October 20th in North Carolina. Um, November 12th in Ann Arbor, I believe, on my website, notjulio.com. Check it out. 